0: This week, I'd like to explain how <clears throat> we are put in this world with a great challenge. We have many challenges when we spoke about this, but today I want to address the challenge which we all have to deal every day, which is called the Yetzar Growing up religiously, I didn't realize that this is a a different concept. Not everyone, you know, everyone understands. But but the Torah says that when He gave him the name Yisrael. The Malach gave the name Yisroel. Why did he say Yisroel his name? Because You fought with a Malach. Who was the Malach? The Sahara? See, we are born knowing there is a Sahara. That shouldn't depress us. And, and the reason it doesn't, it shouldn't depress us, I always say to myself, if we would do everything that it's natural to us to do, then will be, there's no reward and punishment. There's nothing. We would, you know, get up and just run to daven, make the brachas, be kind, respectful. I mean, then, you know, we do exactly how we program. We get up. The first thing, we don't want to get up in the morning. And we think to ourselves, we wish we could hide under the covers a little bit. And we don't, want to run to Daven, and we don't always are very respectful, and we're always, you know, the challenge of life is the Sahara. So the Sahara is not so bad as we think, you know. We call it the Sahara is called a Malach. If he wouldn't be called, if it would be very bad, he wouldn't be called an angel. His job is to sort of uh, give us a challenge. I always say the Marshall in American football, Imagine a guy says to you, I took the ball from one end zone to the other end zone. I, I, I had a, what is it called, a touchdown. So the yeah, guy who was on the field? No one, <laughs> no one is on the field in Yishkaya. Imagine you have 11 people, and each one weighing 300 pounds, you know, charging against you. Now let's see how far you're gonna get the ball. You know, life is extremely challenging. And we shouldn't look at it as, as a negative thing. It's not negative. This is why we're here. We're here that we are challenged in many, many ways. And the name Yisrael that we carry, as a Jewish person, Yisrael, the Yidna called Yisraelim, is uh, Israel. Is, uh, because this is, we are, we are aware that we have a challenge in our life. Kisurisu imelechim. We fight the Yitzharah that we do have. An, an, an evil inclination. You know, the, the Yank Vivini asked the Malach, What's your name? I want to know his name. He says, Why, do you, Why are you asking for my name? He, Pele, it's hidden. So the simple translation, the, the commentaries explain, he says, You know, you need someone's name. The next time we meet, I say, Hello, Mr. So and so. Hello, Ruven. Hello, Miriam. You know, we meet. We got to know who we meet. Or if I call you up, I should know I'm calling. The malach says to him, I'm not coming if you call me. Uh, I don't come. Are you are beckoning call? I mean, that's the simple pshat. And, and the chesidim have a very profound pshat. They say the Yetzirah has no name. He comes unannounced. He doesn't knock on the door and say to you, today you're gonna have a challenge of being lazy. That no, doesn't, or today you're gonna to be challenged of not to wanna to daven, or today you'll be challenged, and you'll be tempted of cautious. He doesn't, doesn't knock on the door in the morning and tells you this is your challenge. See, football, as I explained, one of the thing is they, you know, they plan the game, and they, you know, I didn't realize this till someone explained to me. They work seven days a week. They plan to watch the videos and how how to do this and how to do that. It's a whole, you know, the enemy, you know the team against them. We have no idea when the eight sneaks up to us. And he's a sneaky guy. He just sneaks up to us. That's why he, he says my I don't carry a name because there's no I don't, you know, not that I announce myself. But this is the challenge that we all have. The challenge which we, uh, and again, well, you know what isn't, but chesidim really made made it to, and I, I find that all chesidim, all the Hashem's teachings, not to look at it in a negative way. Many people walk around and they're angry at themselves. They're annoyed at themselves. They have, you know, terrible thoughts. I had some young guy recently come to me and he was so annoyed at himself of his thoughts. He says, this is part of being human. We do have thoughts. We have anger thoughts. I said to him, if we all be judged of our thoughts and feelings, we'll be in big trouble, I told the guy. We'll be in major trouble. Many of us would like to kill someone. You know, many of us had fantasies, you know. I'm going to get even. And I, you know, when in have a fantasy, that's not, that is the hate of And most of us, kicks in the common sense and the Yitzhah and we don't go out killing. And we know they're just a fantasy. But there's other things that we do, unfortunately. We do cut corners and it's not complete. That is the challenge of the Yitzhah Sahara. So we have to look at it. This is why we're here. We are here fighting the Yitzhah Sahara. It's very, very important because then you don't, it doesn't, when you fail, okay, you know, I'll pick myself up and do the best I can. This is part of the daily life over here. Not to, you know, to look at yourself, oh, I failed and it's a disaster because the trick, the trick of life is, the trick of successful people is even though they fall, they get up again. It's not, that's the trick. No matter how often, Yaakov Avini, we take the story of Yaakov. Yaakov Avini went through such horrific stories. It is, it's mind-boggling, just this week's Pasha. He meets his brother, and he meets him. Four hundred people coming to fight with him. You know, they did not come to watch Yaakov, you know, and Esav hug and kiss they came to fight. You know, when you hire people to fight, you don't let them fight, They can, the energy has to go someplace. I mean, they were, the Medish says, they were fuming at Esau. They bought us all the way. It doesn't make any difference if you paid me, not paid me. You know, when I, you know, men are all wound up and they want to go fight and you don't let them do it. So 400 men came. Yaakov has got to face this with, uh, with 11 children, young children. There's no match, he knew. And the what Yaakov did, and he davened hard to Hashem, and he overcame this. Then his daughter Dina, which is another frightening story, what happened to his daughter Dina. You know, the stories of Yaakov Avin, he goes on, and this expansion, it has the story with Yosef. Yosef, his beloved, Yosef, child, disappears. This was the greatest pain that he can. So we would think he would fall apart. I've watched unfortunate sometimes people with pains in life literally fall apart. I mean, I know someone who was close to me, and he literally fell apart. He wasn't even such such big sorrows he went through. I mean, he lost a lot of his money, and he took it so personally, so devastating, and it's just terrible. The trick in life is, yes, we have ups and downs, and to know that uh, this is what life is. I've said this often, you know, unfortunately, watching my wife in the hospital, and, uh, and as long as the lines go up and down, you know you're alive. When the lines are flat, the, you know, then, you know, as long as we have ups and downs, you are good, you're living. Ups and downs about how you feel about yourself, about your shalom bias, ups and downs. And uh, sometimes you show him by, says, great. Sometimes you wake up in the morning, ask asks, how did I marry her? Or how did I marry him? You know what I mean? Either way, it's just normal. This is the same way it Is Sometimes you wake up in the morning, he says, how in the world did I do this? And sometimes, you know, it is, the up. The, the, that is part of the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah, the part, big part of the Yetzirah is to and, we to, and the trick of it is, even though we fall, we should not be afraid to get up. We do fall, we do stumble. There is no, no one perf- perfect in this world. The trick is not to let yourself stay down, is to get up and walk again, as we say. So, you know, th- this is the same with the Eight Sahara The Eight Sahara always fights with us. You know, when you're young, you have young Saharas you get old, you have older He, You know, he... Ha- he always, I always joke in Shul, I tell the people in Shul, just like criminals, always one step ahead. They always figure out the crime in a different way and how to, with the internet and with this. And always, the Eid Sahara is always one step ahead of us. He always comes surprisingly. This is why we're here. And this is, uh, don't, I, no one should be, you know, depressed about it. You should tell yourself, this is why we're here. We're here to fight the Eid Sahara. And we carry the name Yisroel. We carry the name Yisroel because this is what we hear. We, we, as a Jewish nation, this is what we hear. The, you know, the Torah says... The Torah says, Yaakov was frightened when he saw Esav coming with 400 men. And he felt very cornered, oppressed. There's a different translation, but he felt terrible. You know, some chassidim, not that a and learn, Yaakov, when he was annoyed at himself, that he was afraid. He said, I should have more betokhen. You know, Hashem promised me, See, when the Rebani Sholeilam promises us, I am with you, it doesn't mean that we don't have to do our eshtavahs. I joke and I tell young people, when Hashem told Yaakov Evini, Yaakov still kept running from Esau. You know, I would have thought, if I would have been his shoes, I would think, I'm going back, and now let's fight. I mean, Hashem says it's in my side. I'm probably having some new ammunition. You know, we would go, you have to do what's normal. You don't start over. of you keep on running. And you, you know, you need panosa. You work for your father-in-law. You know, Yaakov did the normal thing. But as he knew that is going to be very challenged. If Hashem tells me I'm going to watch you, he knew already his life is challenged. But he did the normal thing. When Hashem told him, imach, you meant to say, don't be anxious. See, I explained that thing a little bit last week. I don't think it happened in the entire time, how often this happened. A guy is dating his girlfriend for seven years. I mean, he dated for seven years? Seven years he worked for her. He wakes up in the morning and it's not her. It, it's devastating. It is, it's not just devastating, it's humiliating. It's incredibly humiliating. You wake up in the morning and it's not, he is furious. It's just horrible. You know, it's the wrong one. So what happened? Hashem said to him, I'm with you. You know, did, as I joke, did the God fall asleep at the door? Hashem says, I'm going to watch you. You know, we would have thought after such a blessing, he should hit the jackpot every time he makes a turn. No, love should not be able to out with him. Everything should go smooth. His children, his wives. Yaakov, yeah, nothing went smooth. See, that's not what Hashem promised us. He promised us, "I'm, you're not alone in this world. I'll watch you. You got to do your normal thing." That means don't be anxious. Don't be nervous got to throw away all the anxiety, all the anxiousness, all the doubtfulness, all that maybe I don't deserve. I am there with you. You know, when a person is going through a very tough time and you just, you know, call them up or just put your hand on their shoulders, it is an incredible feeling. What does it mean? The person feels, I'm not alone. When you go through trouble, when you go through a uh, Hardships in life, you think you're alone and no one cares about you. That's the natural thing. So Hashem says to you, I'm with you. I'm going to watch you. Just, I'm going to take good care of you. That's what I, same thing is the challenges of the Yetzirah. Because Esau represents the Yetzirah. So when they challenge the Yetzirah, the Bani never abandons us. He waits till the last minute we should return. And we make mistakes, he wants us to do tshuva. He knows that we're going to make mistakes. He, you know, it's, it's one of the most amazing things, seven things Hashem created before the world was created. One of them, the first and foremost, was tshuva. He created something knowing that I'm creating a world, and there's going to be a lot of mistakes. I put into the creation before I created it, the power to fix things. You know, I have asked people. I don't do business, but as a rabbi, I watch this. I asked many business people how much energy goes in to clean up the mess that goes in the business. Well, you know, you don't. Most people don't wake up in the morning and everything is just going. You wake up in the morning, oh, this didn't work out, I have to take care of this. A big part of your business, whatever you do, if you notice or not, is just to clean up the mess that stays behind, sort of to say. We also have a life that way. We mess up every day. And that's what Shiva is there. Shiva is there to clean up our mess. We, You know, we do things and we're not so perfect. And, and sometimes we, it gets to us. That's what Shuvah is about. But that's why the person should not let himself fall down. You know, this is... Life, just like we see Bianca Vini, life is not going to be a jackpot for you all the time. I always tell this to newlyweds, if you know you're going to argue, you know you're going to have disappointments, then you are on a good road. But if you're thinking under the chope will never argue, then you're in trouble. Then you I told uh, one time, one of the people, man, who comes to my sheet every morning, brings in a guy who's getting married. That night he was getting married, he comes into my office, Rabbi, he needs a blessing. He's getting married tonight. So I tell the young man, I'll give you a blessing, compliment your wife as much as you criticize her. And he looks at me like, "I uh, I ah, criticizing my wife, you know, I'm getting married tonight. Never, I mean, he looked at me very, so I said, okay, you know what, come back here for now, we'll talk. After the and the Shina, we'll talk. A few, a few, and I remember it was just a few weeks later, he comes in the shul, he walks over me, Rabbi, I don't have to wait a year. I don't have to wait a year. <laughs> you know, it is, that's the life. Life is, you know, we, we think about always, life is going to be smooth. And there's going to be, you know, the children are going to behave. And my husband or my wife is going to be just perfect. And it's, uh, it's, if, it's, it never was and never will be. This is why we get into trouble. You know, I, you know I, I literally watched a couple get divorced because he had a fantasy that, you know, everything has to be smooth and never argue, and I was, cannot, I couldn't reason with this guy. That's not real. Realness is, of course, we disagree. I always tell young people, if I disagree with myself, you know, sometimes you wake up in the morning and tell you, what was I thinking yesterday? So why can't my wife disagree with me? If I'm allowed to disagree with myself, she can't disagree? No, disagree with everyone. The trick is not to get into an argument. The trick is if you do argue to know, sometimes it happens. You just don't fall apart. You fix it. Life is not smooth sailing. has ups and downs, ups and downs. The trick is to stay. The same thing with the Yitzharah. The trick of the sahara is even though we fall sometimes, Hashem knows that. You know, every day they bought two big the morning carbon and the afternoon. The Gemara says the morning carbon was to atone the sins all night, and the night afternoons atone all the sins that were done the whole day. You know, Hashem expects us to sin. We are humans. What he doesn't expect from us is to admit, to fess up. The worst thing is, the worst thing in any relationship is when you hurt someone and the guy said, I didn't hurt you, you're imagining. That's the worst thing. <laughs> That's the worst thing, you know, imagining, it's just an insult. If you say, listen, I'm sorry, I didn't realize, and okay, some people don't know how to say the right words, I'm sorry, but at least some, the same thing with Hashem, if you tell Hashem, I am a tzaddik, I don't sin, you're in trouble. Well boy, are we in trouble. Yes, we're humans, and we can't let, can't let fall, because just because we made a mistake. you know Yaakov avini the malach he was fighting with the malach. and the only thing the malach was able to touch was the gid hanosha gid hanosha is the sciatic nerve so there's a very powerful word from the from many of the swar machdoshem you know he went back why did he go back he went back for pachim ketanam Pachim is small uh, jugs. Usually those kept for oil, small jugs. So Vivini when his Gidonush was misplaced, the Zoe says that, you know, there's 365 days in a year in the solar calendar. And there's 365 loisis in the Torah. You know, things that you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to, you know, there's 365. Each one represents a day. So the Zoe says the Gidonosha represents Tishabov. Imagine that the Gidonosha that you nalar idosayrek represents Yaakov, Yaakovini went back for the Pachim Ketanim. The Pachim Ketanem represents Chanukah, because Yaakovini in in the Ovis, over there knew that he had to go back, and he, even though Bismillah was going to destroy it, we still have Chanukah. Chanukah is one of the things that we have. Left from the Bismikdash, we light the candles because the Bismikdash is it. We don't do anything The only thing we light the Hanukkah. What is amazing is the whole Chanukah. If you realize is is we thank Hashem. We kavu mechanik elah hoydois elah halel You know because to thank Hashem brings us extremely close to Hashem. I always tell this to people, the most bonding thing that people have to each other is when you feel appreciated. You know, we have such a great need to be appreciated, and we don't know how to do it to each other, but that's the glue of relationship, the glue of a good shalom bayis, is when you both appreciate each other. It'd be great if both of you think you're the luckiest person, having such a wonderful spouse, but the glue really is that if. The, the respect and the appreciation—the same thing with Hashem. The greatest closeness we have with Hashem is we appreciate Hashem. So Hanukkah is la because to appreciate, because that also brings us very close to Hashem, and not just brings us close to Hashem. It puts Hashem into in a different phase, sort of to say, makes a reality to us. We, re, we realize there's a God in the world, and we appreciate Him and we thank Him. That is very, very, very powerful. You know, uh, uh, the the Maral says the same people who appreciate are the same people who know how to say I'm sorry. He says appreciation comes from the word hoido, thanking. And vidi, to confess, is the same. That means a person knows how to say thank you and is not a is humble enough to show appreciation, the same person would not be afraid, you know, I made a mistake. Sorry. No ifs, ands, or buts. You know, like, as I tease my wife and I tell her, <laughs> so she always laughs. She said it the last time, but she still laughs. And she, I, 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 you know, if you just say, I made a mistake, finished. You know, you say that, you know, you can't, you, what, she's gonna throw something at me? I said that, you know? But that's so it is, it does work. And the same thing with the Hashem, if you were able to, not just to say, I'm sorry, just also to appreciate, to appreciate another person, just to show, I mean, many, many people would, you know, imagine a husband will walk in through the door, or this wife and his, let's talk about husband, walks through the door and his wife says, you know, I appreciate your hard work that you will go out and make a living. Every husband, no matter how long the marriage would turn pink, or vice versa. Imagine, you know, he comes home and he says to her that, you know, I, I appreciate you. I want to tell you an interesting story. This happened to a fun couple, and uh, this was printed many, about 30 years ago. If I'm not mistaken, my sister, she showed me this oracle. Either it was written in the Jewish press or some other thing and she knew who the couple was. There was a person married 17 years, and he was a grouch, you know, and uh, she was 17 years, just the lady writes the story. One day, her husband comes home, and he says to her, it's my turn to do the dishes. She looks at him like something strange happened. 17 years, he never did the dishes. And uh, tonight, it's my turn to do this. dishes. sat her down, and And the next day, next day, as he comes home and he says, thank you for making sure I have socks folded. She says, I took off my glasses, and I looked at him. Is he not feeling well? I mean, what happened over here? You know, is he, and this went on, and she said, the next 17 years of the marriage was the most blissful time. He never told her the secret, what changed, but every day, he would make sure to find something to show how much he appreciates her. Sure, the whole, whole column, she was a simple lady, and he was uh, raising children, but he passed away after that. But it was the most powerful story, and the truth is, it is. If we show appreciation to each other, there's nothing so binding in a relationship. The same thing with Hashem. I'm really for the same, if you can get up in the morning and say, the true moidani, I, I, I'm walking over here, you know, it's supposed to be winter, you know, I have a guest from New York, he says, does it ever get winter here? He says, I don't know, because I don't have a coat. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't pay attention. But, you know, like, we are we are so blessed in so many different ways. Not just that we are, we are blessed, we're blessed that we have an iPhone. Many people might curse the cell phone, but the truth is we are still blessed, you know? My, store, my daughter could call me anytime from Israel. You know what I mean? I remember when when I was young and my brother was in Israel, you know, he called once in uh, three months and you spoke hello and you hung up because it was so expensive just to say hello. And today, not only we could call, we could call FaceTime, you know. No, 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 don't forget the FaceTime. I could see her smile and I could see the, you know, she has makeup on or not and you know, she's young and uh, you know I mean? It's amazing, it is, it's just amazing how blessed we are. And we as, as we quetch, that's the nature of us. The nature of us is, but we should take time and push ourselves, two things, push yourself not to be afraid to say to Hashem, I goofed. I did, I'm sorry, I really goofed. And not to be afraid to say to Hashem, not to and to appreciate, say I thank Hashem for, you know, we look at it. Most of us are going to live an, much longer than the two generations ago. You know, I, you know, I went to the cemetery and um, I was looking around there. It is frightening that in the 60s and the 50s, an average person, most of the people, died was 60 years old. And as as 10 years later, I noticed already most people were older. And now most graves could say 80, much most. Of course, always exception to every rule. We are living longer. We are living long, and not just longer. We are, we are blessed with so many things. So many. I always think this is why that I, I hope Hashem is not gonna take us, you know, ask us, you know how good I was to you? Where were you? So we have to part of Fighting the Yetzirah is also just to say, I'm sorry. And even though he did it again, and probably will do it again, but we know we have to like, you know, say, I really don't want to do it. I'm going to fight, and I'm going to work on it not to, uh, not to do it. That is the kuyukh that Yaakov taught us. No matter how much problems he had, he got up. He didn't let the world fall apart around him. See, by Yosef, in this week's Pasha. I always say this to people like, why were the brothers so jealous? You know, again, it comes down to the same theme. If you if the brothers would have felt respected by the father as Yosef was, then the whole thing wouldn't have happened. Often, we, the reason why we become, you know, we get so biased is because our jealousy kicks in and we don't think that, you know, we're not so respected. The, the Yaakov showed more respect to Yosef. He bought him, made him, extend his possum. And even though he was truly worth, you know, you never noticed, I noticed from teenagers, that you're only really jealous of a person when he really, there is something to be jealous about, to angry about. If the guy is just puff and fluff. And I remember one of my daughters was trying, she said over here to say to another friend, "I'm not jealous of her. You know, she's a bluff. I don't know how these teenagers say, but bluff and puff. And you know what I mean? So, it's nothing. You no, normally jealousy kicks in. We really see. You know, there is something about him. There is something really special. They knew Yosef was special. They did know, but somehow it annoyed them, and this is what misled them. That the father showed favoritism. And this, and what does that really mean? They didn't feel respected. If a person feels respected and good, you don't get into trouble. Because COVID, you know, no one is. You know, you're not supposed to look, walk around and demanding COVID. But when you feel respected and cherished and good about yourself, jealousy is not going to drive you in the wrong way. It's when you don't feel good about yourself, and you don't, you feel like, you know, someone is favored, and I'm not that way. This is a very powerful thing. That's why, by Yosef, this was the challenge, the challenge by Yosef was. And you know, Yosef, I wanna tell you about Yosef. Yosef, the brothers told him, you know, really, we're gonna kill you. You know, we're not killing you. We're throwing the pit. Then they decided, you know what? We're not going to, we're going to sell you to Mitzrayim. It's like telling, sending you to Siberia. Don't ever call home. They warned him. No letters. Don't call home. We don't want to. You were just sparing your life. You deserve to die. Y- Yosef was, uh, was, a, was, you know, he was bought. I hate to say it, but Chazal I'll say, Peter Farah bought him for, to send with him. You know, to, then buy him for, what's his name? But the bunch made an S, and he couldn't do anything. And then, Yosef went through this incredible test. A 17-year-old boy went through. And then, he was imprisoned for no reason. You know, it's like we hear in the news. uh, She can't get him. She was going to kill him. You know, you hear these, I forgot how it's called, stalkers. If I cannot have her, I'm going to kill her. That's what she did. That's what the matter is. She wanted to sin with him. He wouldn't allow she, Madla says she was going to kill him, but you know she couldn't do it. So she said he raped me. And you always tell, always tell people, you see, you have a lady screaming, he raped me, and it turned out to be not true. See, you could scream till tomorrow. And anyway, so what happened? He was thrown into jail. I want to tell you something. You know, the the Mitzrayim jail is not American system. There's no pallet court, an appeal, and with evidence, and new DNA, and a new district attorney. I don't, I don't know. I'm not the system, but you hear sometimes bits and pieces in the news. This guy was let out because they appealed, and there's not. He was in his mind, this was it. I'm in life in prison, finished. I'm gonna rot in prison over here. You know what, Yosef? Yosef walked around, and the Medrash smiling. Everything he did, there was a blessing there. You know why there was a blessing, says the Medrash? He kept, he's always happy. He walked around smiling. He didn't, he knew there's a reason that I'm here. How long I'm gonna be here, I have no idea. And it's, you know, it's very, you know, I spoke to people in prison who spent time in prison, and I was just curious about this, and it's very, you know, after a while, you, this is your whole life. Even though, you know, you know you're know you going out in two years or some three years and some four years, you know. You speak to them and it's it changed them. Um, a guy told me he was in prison one and a half years. And he was let out. And he walked into Ralph's, he couldn't do any shopping. Do you know why he tells me? Till now, one and a half years, I was told when to wake up, when to go to sleep, when I'm going to eat, when I'm going not going to eat. Now, all of a sudden, I am in charge. 20 minutes, it's a simple thing that I need to buy in Ralph's, he couldn't buy. Yosef wasn't that way. What happened to Yosef? It's says he kept smiling. That is a challenge. Being in a prison, and it wasn't, you know, I was in the American prisons over here, I had to go downtown prison. There, you know. But there's ear rights, and there's exercise rights, and there's a TV Okay, it's to explain to me it's not uh, regular shows, it's educational, but there's a TV. There's a huge TV in the cell. I was there and I you know, did, did the rounds with the chaplain. I mean, uh, and, the, and the food looks, looks. they gain weight. Prisoners don't gain weight from not eating. They gain weight from eating, so there's food in the prison. Yoisa was in an Egyptian prison. The, the person says there was a hole in the ground, a pit. It was a bar. The pussy says it was a pit in the ground. This is what the, how the jail was. Yosef came out, and we see the next then the week afterwards, because he didn't give up, he knew there's Hashem in the world as a reason. Now this wasn't that he learned it from his father and didn't have this experience. This was a whole different type of experience. It's not like, you know, you were moving around the new neighborhood, a new challenge, and going to a new school, a new friend. This was jail. An entire, you know, the Medrash says, ten years they were debating, was he a rapist or not? You know the others of the Medrash. Ten years, this was the news of the Egyptian society. Why? Let me tell you. We're all adults over here, so let me tell you what the Medrash says. The Medrash says that when Yosef, when Yosef walked. Uh, um, um, was working for Eshis Potifera, she had her, how do you say in English, a crush? What is the word, a crush? Infatuated, uh, she was on him. And the madrish says, she got sick. Her friends came to her and said to her, why are you sick? And the guy doesn't want to touch me, doesn't. There, just before that. So she said to them, she gave them all an esteric. He told them to all peel the esteric. And then she called him why are they were peeling their string? And as he walked in, they were so mesmerized of his beauty that they cut into the fingers and they were bleeding. They didn't realize the bleeding. She says, Now look down on your hands. They looked down, they were all bleeding, cutting into their hand. they were so mesmerized. So Yosef, you know, she tried to do everything in the world. And then Yosef knows he did nothing wrong and he goes to prison now. Ten years of prison. You know, it's, you know, why? He didn't know he was getting 10 years, by the way. He thought this is life imprisonment. You know, this is not American society. He was given, the says even more, a rapist in Mitzrayim they kill. They don't, uh, there was no, not of like in America, they let you out after 18 months or th- six months. They, in Mitzrayim, the says they killed the rapist. The reason they didn't kill her, her husband knew who his wife was. And the says. He knew that uh, Yiddish. We say I don't know how you say it in English well, but means uh, she is uh, a a loose woman. She and her husband knew that she was loose, and and so he he knew that he didn't do it, but so he quelched her that she just give him life in prison. That's what the man says. So he was in his eyes. They don't know why, what, when, for what. A normal person gives up. Not only did Yosemite not give up, he became the chief warden. He, be, he ran the prison, the Torah, says. Because that's what Hashem promised us. I am with you. No matter where you wind up, what you have to go through in life, God is with you. That doesn't mean we're going to have a jackpot. You know, we would think, I always say, we would think that if Hashem tells it to us then everything should go smooth. Everything from the panos and my health and the shalom bayis and everything should go. It doesn't, that's not real. Real is we have challenges sometimes, our health and sometimes the children and sometimes the shalom bayis and sometimes your own craziness. Sometimes, you, you know, you have to pick up, we have to put up with our, our own craziness what we have. So the challenge is to know is that Hashem is with you. This is the biggest what we, thing we can learn. The person walks around this way, it gives them such a strength, such a power, and empowers you. Doesn't mean, you know, that you know everything is going to be good today. What you could do you all could smile today, because when you walk around happy, then you have a much easier time to, to carry the load of life with you. Because everyone has a load. But if you're happy, the load becomes easy. Doesn't mean just self-preservation is a load. You know, just, we don't need big loads. Just to be yourself and to do the right thing is a... Is a, is a. So I, as I say every Sunday, we are living in LA and it's a beautiful day again. And I challenge you all to smile all day and tell me if the end of the day it wasn't worth smiling. Because no matter what challenges we have today, No'm I mean, you know I'm sure some of you have big challenges today. some of you have small challenges. No matter what we challenge, if you're happy, it's much easier to carry the load. And that's where you notice that it's difficult to be happy. Every good thing is difficult. Bad things to be angry, to criticize, to be you know. Pa- all the negative things, no one, I always joke about no one went to a therapist and said to the therapist, I don't know how to be angry and criticize. please teach me. We are born to criticize and angry and to pout and to put a, you know, the two year old puts a tantrum. I don't know who which school he went, you know, these two year olds know how to do a great tantrum. Have you watched watch my grandchild the other day? You're like this. this is what it is. That comes easy, to be happy, positive, That you have to fight for. And that's part of the biggest fight. The the biggest tool against the Yetzirah, the Hashem taught us, is happiness. There's nothing that... You ever noticed that you park on the wrong side of the street is when you're depressed and get a ticket? When you're in a very good mood, it doesn't happen so often. You notice the last time you got a ticket, you notice you were angry in a lousy mood. When you're happy, usually, when, you are, when you're down, that's when you make much more mistakes. When you're happy, you, you don't make. The, one of the biggest fights for the Eight Sahara, the Zoe keeps on saying, and the Abba Shem Tov said, it, is happiness. When you're happy, your mind is much clearer. You don't take things so personally, neither. So, I wish all of you a great, great day today. And if you, are, if you want to do even something more for yourself, steal 20 minutes and talk to Hashem. Just you and Hashem alone. And he really listens. You know, I know we talk to our friends and we schmooze and we pay for therapists, but they're half-head. Half of them is there. Hashem is totally there with us. Hashem wants, you know, I have said this story more than once. A guy, many years ago, a, guy, a lady tells me, I hope my son has a headache and that's a soul. And I was looking, what? He says, you know when he calls me? When he's got a headache. <laughs> Boys don't like to call home. You know what I mean? And he says, at least I when he has a headache, he calls home. He says, Hashem sometimes gives us a headache. He wants us to call home. You don't call up, you call home to him. He wants us to call home. Have a great day, all of you. <laughs> shots with some of our kids.